0: good morning everyone go to Genesis chapter whatever 24 I believe it is a it's a great day now you'll hear people say if you have heard before that the rapture don't exist and and there's no evidence of the Bible in the Bible for the rapture and and that's all made up, and you're going to go through the tribulation and, and all this other stuff. Well, today you're going to find out that God, all through your Bible, shows you stuff if you if you just read it. But anyway, Father, thank you for your blessings again. Thank you for letting us come to church on, on a Sunday morning. Uh, Lord, thank you for a building that we can still come to. Lord, I just pray that you'd bless the uh, the Sunday school lesson and, and the Sunday school hour. And Father, all the other churches out there today doing uh, the same thing, I just pray that you'd put your hand upon them. Lord, what we need more of is you. Uh, Lord, we need that cleansing wave to flow over us, Lord, and uh, just cleanse us up, Father. And uh, again, thank you for your many blessings, and we'll praise you, Nani, in Jesus' precious holy name. Amen. I'll put this on. If you can turn that thing off, or down, or around, or somewhere, I'll turn it, I'll do this. What well, thing gives you a big way to go, you want to, test you want to, 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 to. Oh, look at that, it works, man. All right, Genesis, Genesis, Uh we, we were down, and we looked at uh, uh, 51 through, and it says, And behold, Rebekah is before thee, take her, and go. And and it goes on down through there, and, and he worshiped, talks about Elisha worshiping. Uh, whenever, in verse verse 52 there, when he got uh, the, the answer to that thing, uh, it said, And it came to pass that when Abraham's servant heard the, their words, he worshiped the Lord. Uh, brother, whenever you find God doing something for you, it's an amazing thing in your life, because... Uh, it's, it's a miles, milestone, it's just, it's a little, little place, in a, it's a checkoff block that, hey, the Lord is right there with you, and, and you were told what to do, and it just gives you that assurance that, hey, I just did what God wants me to do, because now, here it is, it is working exactly like he said. And he goes on down, verse 57, he goes, and they said, we will call the dams on the choir at her mouth, and, and this is where I finished up uh, last week, uh, talking about uh, Rebecca, it is, it is a free will, it is a free will. It is a free will. Uh, I got saved in 1980 on a back porch in Louisville, Kentucky. I didn't have to do anything for Jesus Christ. I tell people that all the time. They look at me, uh, they think, well, all you got to do is get saved. That's true. All you can do is get saved. And if that's really all we're looking for in life is just to get saved uh, and not to grow and not to learn anything else, you're going to be missing a lot of stuff in life. Uh, it's an exciting, I'll tell you what, I've had an exciting time. I'm, I'm going to be 65 this year. Uh, I've had an exciting time over the last 43 years. It's uh, there's been good times, bad times, uphills, downhills, valleys, mountaintops, all kinds of stuff down through there. But by and large, if I averaged it out, it was so much better than it was before 1980. Uh, I wouldn't trade it one bit for, the, for that. Uh, walking with Jesus Christ is something you have to learn. It has to be something you experience. You cannot get it momentarily. And you'll go through a trial in life sometimes, and, and you will think the end is near, and it's really not near at all. The Lord is just walking you through a valley, down down into a deep valley. It may get deeper and deeper and deeper, and you may not even be at the bottom of your valley right now. But you're going to go down there, and as long as you walk with that thing, what he's trying to get you is to walk with him through it. Get him in, in the thing with you, and as you walk through that thing, what you're doing is you're de- developing that relationship. Rebecca's a strange girl here. I like her. I like Rebecca. Rebecca didn't just become Rebecca the day that Eliezer walked in. So verse 58 says, And they called Rebecca and said unto her, Wilt thou go with this man? And there's a question mark, a big old question mark. Your punctuation is really great. Uh, they're asking her. They're not going to make her do anything. And really, you can't make anybody do anything. I think what's wrong with a lot of parents today is they try to make their kids. Uh, and and you, it is rightfully so when they're little bitty tods on up through there but they get to a place in life where they have to start making decisions on their own. And the hardest thing a grown-up has to do, or, or a parent has to, or somebody, I'm going to get into of that like this morning message, but is to back away and just let them fall on their face. <laughs> thats it. I mean, they got to go, boom! And uh, we watch little Wally, man, or, or uh, anyone, or Riley does it now. Riley's picking herself up, bam, face down, and And uh, you can't always be there to pick them up, so just make make, you can make the ground softer underneath them, pillows and stuff, and it won't hurt quite as bad. But uh, once they get up in age, uh, they got to get to the place where they now understand that it's between them and the Lord, and they got to make let them make that decision. And they're they're calling her up right now. Uh, James five twelve says this: But above all things, my brethren, swear not, neither by heaven, uh, neither by the earth, neither by uh, any oath. But let your your yeas be yeas and your nays be nay, uh, lest ye fall into condemnation. Really, I mean, when it really gets right to it, to it, I mean, right down to it, uh, it should be a yes or a no. If somebody asks you a question and people start skirting, I mean, they'll skirt way out here to try to avoid the question. The question usually is yes or no. And if somebody's ready to do what God wants them to do, uh, I've asked several people probably in the last four or five days, six days, maybe 10 days, uh, maybe even two or three weeks, that uh, do you want to do what God wants or do you want to do what you want? And when you're still trying to do what you want, then you're going to go flailing all over the place. When you get to the place where it's like, I want to do what God wants, then you've arrived someplace. Because now all of a sudden you have an understanding that I can't... When Jeremiah says, the heart is deceitfully wicked... He's, he's telling the truth there. That's nothing wrong. I was going through, oh man, I was going through uh, Romans. Y'all stay right where you're at. don't. I'll, I'm just going to go over here. Romans uh let me get there. I want to get to the verse. You're talking about a great passage, man. Romans chapter 3 is great. It'll make you feel bad. Uh starts in verse 10. As it is written, there is none righteous, no. That's Paul talking. 20, 25, 26 years, maybe 30 years later, after he got uh, saved. Uh Paul, this is 60 AD, so he, if he got it, it's a good 25 years later. Uh, he says, there is none righteous, no, not one, verse 10, 3:10. Uh, one, there is none that understandeth. Two, there is none that seeketh after God. Three, that's, that's us, by the way, that's everybody. Uh, if you think you're something special, you're really not. Uh, there is none that understand, there's none that seeketh after God, uh, verse 12. They are all gone out of the way, they are all together become unprofitable, There is none that doeth good. No, not one. Their throat is an open sacrament. There's 14 of them there. 18 goes, there is no fear of God before their eyes. Uh, You know what our problem is? Is somebody will get saved, and all of a sudden, we'll think that they're supposed to be like me. And I've been in this thing for 43 years. There's no possible way they could be like me. Uh, I got into this thing, and I remember I was telling the story. I I went to Dr. Jack House Church. Uh, for two years, I thought they were wacko nuts, crazy out of their minds. Uh, I did not understand. Years later, I started understanding exactly why they did what they did, and I, I even agreed with it. Uh, you know what that showed me? Lord was showing me something. He's teaching me something. Mike, just because you're out here, when somebody gets saved, don't put so much of a, a burden upon them. that To make them become something you are, it has to be their free will has to still override themselves. The battle's going to be within each individual. Rebecca is sitting here, and they say, well, you go with this man. And she goes, I will go. She was already ready to go. She did not know she was going to go, but her heart was already there. Most people will never do what God wants to, want them to do because they won't get to the place where they're ready to do. You say, how would she get to that place? Feeding some camels. I bet you that wasn't the first time that she fed somebody else's camels or watered them she run out there every day. I could see her. She was like little Bo Peep. La-da-la-la-la, la, la 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 with her little pails. La-da-la. She probably said, well, if I take two, man, I can do it twice as fast. And there always is somebody at the watering hole, because that's where everybody's got to come get water. And I'll go out there, and I'll just, I bet you she had a ministry of watering camels. Now, it doesn't say that. You say, oh, it doesn't say that. It doesn't say it wasn't. She had an attitude. I know that most people uh, will say, well, I ain't going to do that. They're using us. They're doing this. They're using me. I ain't going to let them use me." Oh, you're going to miss the blessing. Amen. You're going to miss it. Uh, what you got to do? You know, we went up here to the camp, put in power. Uh, uh, it was one, two, three, four of us. Four of us. Five of us. Five of us. Oh yeah, there was five. Five. So we had five of us up there. All five. I can't believe it, man. I really can't believe that brethren could actually work in unity and harmony and everything else. Uh, but we started. The only, the only, the only hitch on this whole thing is I put Andrew on the uh, trencher. Actually, he jumped on the trencher because he was looking for something easy to do. Uh, And you could ride on this one. But anyways, he got on the trencher. He was going to start digging at the wrong end. I said, no, 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 dig down here. Start down here because we're going to start here. But we had everything worked out in three hours, I think, less than three hours. We had it covered back up, power up into the pole and in the house, and power on the house. Uh, And the guy looked at me up there, and he goes, Uh, Keith he goes Mike he goes I've been thinking about that for seven years and y'all do it in three hours well we didn't count the four-hour drive up four-hour drive back but in three hours we load unload uh, unload load back up and we're pulling out of the driveway and then I got we didn't even have a half a day on the renter rental thing and what that is is that unity but You know what that was? That was a bunch of men that went up there that already had some experience that they already knew what they were doing. Rebecca isn't doing this. She's not going to say yes like that. I would not have said yes if I thought that it was going to kill us to go up there and do this. But knowing that the experience level we have, it's an easy thing to say yes. Somebody who's never done it before, they'll go, oh, I don't know. So you know what? After being into this thing for a while, I can look at somebody and talk to them and they'll say something and I can hear exactly what they're saying and know exactly where they're coming from. On the other hand, guess what? They don't don't understand where I'm coming. They don't understand that I can understand that thing. It's like you see something. Could you imagine the Lord looking at you? And he says, hey, will you do this? And you go, oh, 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 how many excuses could we possibly come up with to not do something? We went up there on a Friday. We were back that Friday night before 5 o'clock, 6 o'clock, something like that. Unloaded. Everybody's gone. And it's done. It's in the history. It's in the, it's in the uh, logbook over at the EIMB or whatever it is, whatever Rush Limbaugh had. It's already it's in the archives. It's gone. Now they got power on this place. And, and people go, well, you can make a thousand different excuses. Why not to do something? The best thing to do is just go do it and get it done with. You know what Rebecca's done? Her whole life, Laban has probably made her haul water or do this or do this. She's got to the point where she actually likes doing it. Brother, she's a picture of the church. You know what we should be doing? What we're doing and we should like it. Somewhere down the road in our lives. Now, this is a picture of the church. That's what Rebecca is. We're going to start looking at some other things here. Rebecca, when it got to the place... When the Lord says, let your yays be yea and your nays be nay, you should already be at a place where you understand, not all of us, not all of us, but some of us, should be at a place where we understand when the Lord asks us to do something. And if God's, if the Lord's individual, Lord Jesus Christ, individual, he's not going to ask you to do something, he's not going to ask me to do something and then ask you to do the same thing if you can't do what he's going to ask you. He's not going to ever give you more than what you can do. What you can do, he's going to ask you to do. Hand out a gospel tract. Tell somebody about Jesus Christ. Uh, just be there to cry on somebody's shoulder. Whatever it is, give somebody a ride. Do something. If he asks you to do something and the Holy Spirit imp- impresses on it, you can do that. You can do it. The question is, Is are you going to do it or are you not? And it's going to be a yes. Well, you know, I got this and I got that. I could imagine, Rebecca, well, all my friends, all my friends. I can't go because my friends. I'm going to lose my friends. Uh, they're all, we went to school together. I mentioned this last time. I'll mention it again. You You can't, brethren, your friends are not going to be there. My mom, I love my mom. I love her to death. I learned a whole lot of stuff. She's 90 years old. She don't have any friends left. She don't understand why. I'm like, mom, they're all dead. (laughs) I said, if you were 15, I would would say, okay, we got a problem here. Uh, If you were 20, we got a problem. 90 years old, you're not supposed to live that long yourself. (laughs) Y'all don't think I asked Beth. I talked to my mom just like that. And she loves me. I mean, she calls me. She says, I'm the only one that gives her any sanity. Uh, and, and she's starting to get the thing down with Mary Magdalene and all that she's, she They think, see, a good Catholic thinks all Marys are Mary and, and, and all all Marys all roads into Mary or whatever. I don't know. They, she thinks Mary Magdalene and Mary Bethany and Mary, the only one that she thinks is different is Jesus' mother, Mary. And she's kind of isolated. But all the other Marys, you can mix them up and do whatever you want with them. And I'm like, no, 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 this is a different one. This is a different one. But when you get in your Bible and you sit here, the church should always be ready to say yes. Uh, if the Lord says do something, say yes. It's not going to kill you to do it. And in eternity, what does it matter anyways? Uh, it, what, uh, go to John. Take your Bibles, go to John 5. Salvation is no different, no different than that. Man, I got saved in 1980 and... and. Uh, it took me a while to get to that back porch. It took me a while to understand it. But once I understood it, there really wasn't, it wasn't a complicated thing. Uh, it was a yes, yes. Take John, uh, John chapter 5, verse 39. Christ is talking. He says, search the scriptures. You know what that is? That's a, that's a testimony of what you ought to be doing. You ought to be looking at the Bible. You shouldn't always just believe what I say. Uh, and if you, if you ever have an issue, come and talk. But you shouldn't believe what I... Search the scriptures for in them... You think you have eternal life, and they are they which testify of me. I'm, I'm back in Genesis, and I'm going to talk, start talking about the Holy Spirit, Jesus Christ, the rapture, everything in Genesis. I'm going to get it right here in a second. He said, search the scriptures. Why? It's from Genesis to Revelation. You're going to get this thing everywhere. Verse 40, it's, just a, it's, a, man, it's a testament against people. And you will not come to me that you might have eternal, that you might have life. Life is only in Jesus Christ. And Jesus is presenting that thing. The Holy Spirit is presenting that thing to us all the time, just like he did with Rebecca. It was presented to Rebecca. Will you go? Yes. I, I, Beth was a blessing, man. I mean, when, when she, when she said she'd marry me, I told her, I said, hey, I live in Norfolk, Virginia. Are you going to move? Yes. I'm like, well, that's weird. <laughs> there was no argument, no fight, no nothing. I mean, it was just like, Yes. Uh, maybe she hated her brothers and sisters or something. I have no idea. She just, <laughs> she, I mean, she really didn't care. She, she was like, yes, I, I think the Lord wants me to be with you. And that's where I'm going, wherever you're at. When I got there and I had to get on a ship, she tolerated that too. Uh, you sit there and look at that thing. It's if, if you're willing to do something or if I'm willing to do something, then the answer should simply be yes or no. Uh, but and, and when you start coming up with excuses, I, I worked for a guy one time at Towery Firestone. And I did something wrong. I forget uh, whether I left the old plug, oil filter off a car one time or run through the garage door. I did, I did a bunch of things there that was stupid. Uh, but, anyways, Ken Tower called me in the office and he, he said, and I was a good worker, so he, he was going to let me slide, anyways. But he, he said something. I said, well, you know this thing. He goes, Elliot, have you always got an excuse? And I was only like 16, 17, maybe 18 years old at the time. And that man stopped me in my tracks. And I'm like, is everything an excuse with people? Do I have an excuse for what I do? What I do, I do what I do. Are you a drunk? Yes. Do you smoke? Yes. Do you do this? Yes. Do you read your Bible? Well, I, no, no, or yes. It's a really, really simple thing. Rebecca comes back real quick, man. Uh, destiny. Now, I read this a while back, but I'm going to read it again just now that we're here. Here's Rebecca. She's at a place where she's got to make a decision. Church, we're always at a place each and individually, each one of us make up the church. So you're at a place where you've got to make a decision. Should I do this? Should I not do this? Should I do this? So should I learn more about Jesus Christ? People say, well, I've got to pray about that. I, I tell people all the time, you ought to, you ought to take Dr. Peacock's one-year course. Uh, what that'll do is that'll give you rightly dividing. That'll give you a bunch of other stuff in there for one year. But it'll, it'll aid you for the rest of your life. Uh, and when you, when you have to make decisions in your life... That will aid you. People say, "Well, let me pray about that." There ain't no prayer about it, man. Why would you have to pray about learning something about God? I mean, what you got to pray about is am I going to get the money to pay for it? That's what you probably have to pray for. Uh, but destiny deter- is determined by character. Character is something that you have to develop. And if you're a proud, arrogant person, or have those tendencies, you're going to have a problem uh, getting. You're going to have a problem getting good character. You're, you're going to have. You're going to be a character, uh, but you're going to have problems getting good character. Humility is, is the beginning of getting character. Uh, humility is the beginning of wisdom. you gotta, you got to be humble. you got to humble yourself and realize you cannot do it. Now, in America, they always tell you, oh, you can do everything. You can do everything. And believe me, you can do a lot of stuff uh, through this world. But if you stop and think about it at the end, what values? I watch people retire all the time. And uh, I retired, um, and uh, I, I was trying to figure out how to quit to work. And the Lord showed me how to quit working. I quit working. I say quit working. I really didn't quit working. I just moved to another career path altogether. I guess you would call it another career path. I became a full-time pastor. Uh, they still say I'm, I'm uh, broke and in the poverty house and everything else, and I can still do whatever I want to do. It's amazing. Uh, I laugh at it all the time. I say, Lord, you know, people. You worry about the wrong things, really. And the Lord can take care of you no matter what, what he does. Uh, but you got to be humble. you got to sit there and say, okay, Lord, I know you're right. I know you're right. I know you're right. Uh, that's the first thing I always look at. It's like, Lord, I know you're right. In everything you do, I know you're right, and I don't have to understand why you do what you do. I just need to understand this is what you want me to do. That's all I care about. If you tell me this is what you want me to do, that's what I'm going to do. Uh, you got to humble yourself before the mighty hand of God. You got to humble yourself uh, and and put. Your, okay, I don't know. Uh, he's the creator of the universe. How in the world can I possibly know what He knows? How can I know a billionth or a trillionth or I don't even I don't even think there's a number big enough for me to know th- what he knows, unless he reveals it to me. Destiny, destinies are determined by character. Rebecca had character. She already had that developed in her life. You say, well, I don't have no character. Well, to start developing, you can develop this stuff. And character uh, determines decisions. Uh, she knew that she knew God, she knew of God, she knew of the Lord. Uh, she knew a whole bunch of stuff that she knew at this point. And because of her character and and the decisions she had already made in life, she could make this yes or no decision real quick. When she said, I will go, she already knew what was going on. And decisions are determined by affections and ambitions. Her affections and her ambitions is what drove her to do what she did. And when she said yes, that means that her ambitions and her desires were toward God already. Most people will never make the right decision because their ambitions and their desires aren't toward God. They're toward something else. So you got to start at the basis things in your life and say, okay, where is, where is my ambitions? I don't have a problem. If you want to be a doctor, a lawyer, a, a clockmaker, a candlestick maker, I don't care what you are. You can be a garbage man for a like I care. I did the garbage man. I, I'd advise you against that. Uh, I tried that one day on Jake the garbage tr- truck in when I was a kid. And they had Lurch, man. We called him Lurch. He looked like the guy on uh, Adam's Family, and his hands, man, were like ten of mine. I mean, this this guy could pick up a trash can and just dump it. I'm back in the old metal day, man, where they just do this. And uh, so Jake Lurch was off one day, and, and I mean, he looked like he like r- touched the ceiling up here. He looked like Jack Patterson's what he looked like, bigger than that. And uh, so I, I'm sitting there going, uh, I, I'm taking the trash out, and he said, Hey, you want to make some- five bucks? That was the worst day of my life. <laughs> <laughs> And it just had rained a couple days before that, so all them trash cans were full of water. That guy worked me to death for five bucks. I'll go back cutting grass, man. I can make $250 a yard, and I can make $75, $80 a day. But, uh, you know, I'd advise you against that. But anything, it doesn't matter what you're going to be, but what you ought to do is get God in your decision process. Before you make that decision on what you're going to do in life, you ought to get God to give you the peace of God that passes all understanding so you know that you're going down the right path. I knew that when I was in the Navy, I knew people said, well, the Navy's wicked. Yeah, it is wicked. Uh, So is working at at almost just about any place you want to go to work. You you can find problems everywhere. Uh, But I knew this is where the Lord wanted me, and it just started working out that way. And and the more I got into it, and I knew the day he told me to leave. And I was willing. I said, yes. I said, I mean, he made it clear. I'm going this way, Mike. But you can go that way if you want, and you'll, you'll succeed, but I'm going this way. and I'm like, hey, I'm going with you. I, I'm not going by myself. I, I've been down that road by myself, and I don't like being by myself. I, honestly, I don't. Uh, it's no, no fun. I want the Lord. I want to be right under the shadow of his wing. I want to be behind him somewhere. I want to be looking for his footsteps so I can put my footstep in each one of his. Uh, it's like going through a minefield. The first guy goes through it in fun because <laughs> anything could happen to him. <laughs> But, but once he goes through, if you put your feet everywhere he went through, you got it, man. You're, you're in good shape. Uh, you get behind Jesus Christ, you got it. Well, that's what she did. Uh, so her, her affection and ambitions weren't to make lots of money. I don't think it was about the camels. Uh, she all of a sudden seeing, hey, there's a guy here that God's blessing. Back in those days, uh, the wealth of somebody showed that the hand of God was on them. Uh, you get to the book of Job, and, and the reason his three friends thought that Job was out of God's will is because he lost everything he had. So they were basing their their thoughts on somebody, but what they had or what they didn't have. Uh, we got to watch that today. You, you can't base uh, where somebody is spiritually with what they have or what they don't have. All you can do is, and, and out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. So I've I've seen... Christians that have been saved for years say stuff that they should never say to somebody who just gets saved. You shouldn't do that. Uh, you should realize that, hey, the Lord, that's the Lord's servant there, and you ought to let the Lord raise that servant up or, or take him down any way you want, just like he raises you up or takes you down any way he wants, or me. Rebecca had her affections and ambitions in the right place. Be humble. Live out your principles and values. Character. I'm talking about character. You have to have character. Character is what's going to get you through. It's going to give you the stick-to-it-and-as-you-need-to-get-through-this-thing. Uh, brethren, life, life without Jesus Christ is miserable. And life without, with Jesus Christ is just sometimes barely bearable. Life is messed up, man. There's a lot of things that could happen in life that just drive you up a wall. And if you don't have Jesus Christ, I don't see how somebody in the world can make it without the Lord Jesus Christ. I don't. Uh, I, know, I know, I was sitting here, he gave me an epiphany the other day, and and I heard somebody say that uh, if, and it was just on my drive back, I was listening to one of the Christian radio stations somewhere in, in Nebraska or Wyoming, I don't know where it was at. But the guy said this, he goes, don't make the Bible say something that it doesn't say. He goes, when the Bible is silent, leave it alone. Don't, don't sit there and all of a sudden make up a sermon. And you hear people all the time, they'll do that. But I started thinking about Noah. And Noah said he, he found grace in the eyes of the Lord. And he got on the boat with three kids uh, three sons and three daughter in laws and his wife. If I look at Noah or Adam and most of the other people, they had multiple kids, multiples. Uh, Noah was 500 years old when he got on the boat. There is no, there's no telling. I mean, I, I'm this. Uh, I have no evidence of anything, but there's nothing to say that he didn't have more than three sons. He could have had a whole bunch in 500 years. If you had a kid every two years, uh, you would have 250 kids. Adam and Eve had sons and daughters in that 900 years. Noah would have had to watch his kids that were in this world that chose to go the poorly, if he did, he'd have had to watch them die. He'd have had to watch his brothers and sisters, if he had brothers and sisters, those kids out there die. You know what Noah had to do was get on God's side. Ambitions, your ambitions and your affections, emotions, will cause you to do some of the craziest thing. The, the ark that Noah built had to take out this whole world. The testimony that he had. Now, brethren, that, that gets to a rough place. When you start realizing character will still do what God says do. You know what Noah did? God never had to come. He told him, he said, Noah built an ark. He'd come back to him 120 years later is it done? And it's done. And he's got the ark sitting there. You know what Noah did? God didn't have to tell him in the whole 120 years. It doesn't say he told him anything. It just said, build an ark, Noah built it. And you know what that means? Is that when God tells you to do something, you need to have enough character to do what he tells you to do. Rebecca was already there. She's a picture of the church. That's where we should be. Be humble. Be intentional. Integrity does not happen by accident you got to learn, just like when uh, Mr. Firestone, Ken Tauri, uh told me uh, that, hey, you always got an excuse. I had to stop and think, I said, you know, from that, you know what that, I went in the Navy. When I went in the Navy, if y'all didn't know I was in the Navy. When I went in the Navy, every time somebody said to me that was senior to me, I said, yes, sir, no, sir. They say, you say, why would you do that? Because Kent sit sat there and asked me that time, he said, do you, do you always have an excuse? I said, I'm never going to do that again. There is no excuse, sir. I sit in front of the captain's ship. He said, Elliot, what's your? there's no excuse, sir. It stunned him. He was like, whoa. He goes, what do you mean? And I told him. And then he, he commences to kick me out of his office. <laughs> but I, I told him, and he, it was the truth. I told Truth hurts sometimes. Actually, it didn't hurt him. He was getting ready to bust out laughing. And he needed to get me out of there before he did. So he just, he just got mad at me and yelled at me. He knew he could yell at me and get mad at me, and I wouldn't get offended. And he kicked me out of his office because he came and talked to me a little while later and told me why he did what he did. But I'm sitting there going, there's no excuse. There's none. You couldn't come up with an excuse. I, I don't care if, if everybody else is at fault. If, if I'm in charge of something and it goes bad, it's my fault. Because I didn't have enough input. I hate it when somebody goes up to somebody and says, did you do this? And you never told them to do it. Did you do this this way? You never told them exactly how you wanted it. You know, if you want something, I work with people all the time. You say they're kind of shady, maybe, but they, yeah, but they get the job done. I have an input in what they do. I just don't let them do, go up there and say, oh, if I want to go to Ford and pay $10,000 for them to fix something, or I want to go to a garage and pay them $3.47, then when I'm paying the $3.47, somebody's got to make up that other $9,997 worth of effort that Ford's going to charge. That's me. You know, a lot of people, and then, okay, you got to take the responsibility. I've had them pull engines out before. And and the mechanic says, this is the deal, man. I'll put an engine in for 700 bucks. Oh, that's a great deal. It isn't if the engine's bad. If you go to the junkyard and get an engine that you can't test and you bring it back to him and he puts it in and it's bad, guess what? You're paying him another 700 bucks to take that one out too. If you're lucky and you pray, oh, God, and everything goes right, you get a good engine from the thing and for 700 bucks, you're out the door. But it's not his fault, it's mine. People get mad at him. You say, what is that? Because they won't take responsibility. Be intentional. Integrity does not happen. You've got to be responsible by what you do. Practice self-discipline. Discipline is, is I'm going to talk about some of that in the morning service. But discipline, oh man, discipline is the hardest thing. Uh, I think if you go to, if you can take an online course, it's, it's going to be rougher because it's discipline. You've got to force yourself to sit down and do that. Going someplace and sitting someplace is great. I mean, it's great. I got to sit under Dr. Rumpen for three years, and that was great. But to sit down somewhere and actually have to go through that material and, and set the time aside in your life to do it, it takes discipline. you got to do it. it. It's just not something. you got to practice self-discipline. Being of high character takes the ability to do what is right over what is easy. It's very easy, man. I, I mean, there's a lot of things, stuff that's easy in life. Be accountable. Um, nobody ever wants to take the blame like I said nobody ever wants to do that but character is developed in your life when you're accountable for stuff what they just did here is they took Rebecca and stuck her off to the side and said okay now you, this decision is totally yours nobody else uh, yay yay it's yes or no uh, Matthew, Matthew 25 30 the Lord says uh, depart ye into everlasting fire or come ye into the Lord it's, it's a yes yes or no no will you have me will you have the Lord that's basically what it is Eliezer is a picture of the Holy Ghost. The question to presented to Rebecca, a picture of the church, before, before she gets saved, will you go? Will you get saved or will you not? Will you trust Jesus Christ or will you not? Uh, it is a yes, yes, or a no, no. That's all it is. Just yes. I'm going to trust Jesus Christ. I looked at everything else in the world. I'm like, I already know what this side is, and I don't want no part of that. I have no idea what this is, but boy, it sure does look good and he says, if I just trust him, I can have it, then I'm a sinner, got that part, don't have a problem with that. I, don't, I know I'm on my way to hell, don't have a problem with that. I said, it's not your fault, it has to be mine, so I don't have a problem with that. Uh, what do you want to do? Uh, can I trust you? And I trust him the best I could. Uh, 1980, by porch, 43 years later, still satisfied with that decision. Uh, yes, I, did, I don't want to be one of these to depart. But anyways, Rebecca could have come up, I mean, with a thousand reasons why. You hear people all the time, uh, we went down to school and 44 of us started, 11 finished, and and today there's only like two, maybe three of us doing anything, if if that. And I'm sitting there going, Lord, just in my class. And every one of those guys told me it was God's will. Watch what you say when you say it's the Lord's will. Uh, I mean, Jephthah said, whatever cometh out of my house when I get back, Lord, if you give me this victory, whatever comes out, which was a foolish thing to say. But he said it. First of all, I'd say out of the barn. The first thing coming out of the barn when I get back, because it's old Bertha uh, or the cow or whatever, I'll I'll give it to you. But out of the house, what would you possibly have in the house that could come out that door? That was a foolish thing to say. But when he came back, his daughter comes out that door. And you know what he did? He burned his daughter. Now you say, "That's, that's cruel. No, well, maybe. But he kept his word to God. That's how serious that thing is. When people say it's God's will, it's God's will, it's God's will, and then they don't follow through with that, that makes them a liar. And then you're also calling down the hand of God on your head to, to beat you. And they called Rebekah and said, will thou go with this man? Question. And she said, I will go. Verse 59. I got eight minutes. I got seven minutes to the bill. And they sent away Rebekah. See how that works, brother? That almost, that ding-a-ling-a-ling-a-ling. Jerry, are you paying attention? The ding ling almost, tra- you trained me. What do you think about that? And they called Rebecca and said unto her, so verse 59 says, And they sent away Rebekah, their sister, and her nurse, and Abraham's servant, and his men. And they blessed Rebekah and said unto her, Thou art uh, our sister, be thou the mother of uh, thousands and millions, and let thy seed possess the gates of those that hate them. Today they say, and I don't know how they get this number, but they said there's 14,511,000. Jews on the planet. That's out of her. You know what happens when you do what God says? You don't know what's going to happen 3,500 years later. Mm-hmm. Hopefully we won't have 3,500 years to wait. But out of that one woman, Abraham and, and, and Rebecca, comes 14 and a half million people. Uh, that are called God's people. Now, I'm telling you, the thing to do sometimes is get your life. So you say, well, I don't know what God has me to do. It doesn't matter. Just do today what you're supposed to do. Uh, find something to do that you think the Lord wants you to do. Do your job at work, man. Go to work with a smile on your face. Have you ever thought, man, what a weird thing? Go to a smile. They, you, you might knock them out of their chair, man. They won't know what to do. They're so used to people bellyaching about everything that when somebody actually comes in and is thankful, you know, you start getting in the New Testament, it starts talking about the, the, the gifts and stuff. And, and thankfulness, I mean, the will of God is, is being thankful. And uh, you ought to be thankful that you even got clothes. You got a house. You got a car. If you got here today and you have a car, you ought to be thankful. Uh, I, there was an illustration. I read a story one time about a guy. And he said, I was complaining about the shoes till I met somebody that didn't have no feet. How about that, man? I don't have good shoes. Well, here's a guy that don't have no feet. He don't have to worry about shoes. You ought to be thankful you got the shoes you're wearing, uh, brother. I'm telling you what we in America we are. So I've been overseas where they weren't running out barefoot all the time. They don't have nothing. We got everything. They sent Rebecca away, and they blessed her. That's the same blessing that Abraham got. He said, "As the stars of the skies, that's how many kids you're going to have." Verse 61. And Rebecca arose and her damsels. She didn't go away by herself. That's that's another New Testament thing where you have uh, ladies in waiting helping uh, the the bride. And they rode uh, upon a camel and followed the man, and the servant took Rebekah and went his way. Now that his way is, is, the, is a picture of the Holy Spirit. Rebekah started following the Holy Spirit. She started following Eliezer, the servant. But this picture is the Holy Spirit. It is no longer my way, it's his. And when you say, I'm going to follow my way and not his... You're out of the will of God. Why would you get saved and say, I want to be saved? Most people that have a problem with God, they, you will talk to them and they won't believe the Bible's word of God. They won't believe, the, the basis of everything we believe is that book. So if I don't believe that that book is the word of God, I, I used to question the Lord, it took me four years to show me that thing was the word of God. Uh, and I had it. I got saved out of the right one. I got the wrong one put in my hand. Four years later, another guy slid it back into my hand, and then all of a sudden I had to put two and two together to get four. One and one's two, two and two's four, four four's eight. Then I come down, and it was like the Holy Spirit saying, Mike, this is it. You know what the Holy Spirit was doing? It's guiding me. It took him four years. He goes, look, who cares about the rest of your life right now? What you need to do right now is get that book down. You need to understand that that book is the Word of God. You need to understand that. If you don't understand that, any decision you make based on anything else will not matter because this book, you know what the Catholic Church says? The Church Fathers, uh, Traditions of Men, and the Bible, and the Pope when he speaks ex-cathedral sits in his little chair over there. Any one of those are adequate. The Bible's not all, everything's not in the Bible, by the way. It's, you know, the priest has to tell you what to do and the the church has to tell you what to do and and the church fathers will read about what they had to say or what they thought about this or something else and the Bible is just one thing, one facet in all of this. That's why the Catholic Church is messed up. Uh, When churches start veering off of the Bible and getting new translations, new NIV, uh, all the rest of them, ESV, RSV, all of them, what they've done is they said, well, I don't like the way this one's translated. They never believed it was the Word of God. They never let the Holy Spirit tell them that was the Word of God. You say, well, Mike, you're arrogant. No, no, I'm just telling you. It took him four years. He showed me this thing is the Word of God. No Bible education, nothing. I'm just a dumb hillbilly from Kentucky, and I know this thing is the Word of God. How come most people out there don't? So when you're dealing with somebody, and they're nice people, don't get me wrong. They're not not terrible, you know, on their way to hell people. It's just that they have never got to the place where they've said, Lord, show me. I think Rebecca's there. Why? She's following Eliezer. Now, the Lord did not put this story in here just to put the story in here. He's trying to show you something and show me something. Rebecca has completely submitted herself to Abraham's servant. That's a picture of what the church should be doing. The church should completely submit themselves to the Holy Spirit and the guidance. You go over to John, he says, And the Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom I will send in my name, he will bring all things to your remembrance whatsoever I have said unto you. So, you can't get nothing without the Holy Spirit. So, when he says, Don't grieve him or quench him, he's serious. Your light comes from the Holy Spirit, it doesn't come from anybody else. You say, I quenched him. Well, unquench him. How do you do that? You, you just blubber. You go back to what I said a few minutes ago. You humble yourself, you live principles of value, you be intentional, you practice self discipline, you be accountable. It's me, I messed up. <laughs> And, and do it, man. It ain't going to hurt. It'll be over. Just do it in the closet somewhere when nobody's at home and, and nobody will ever know it. Uh, go out in your garage and just do whatever you want to do. But, but you've got to get to the place where you now bring him back in your life or else you're going to sear him. The servant has taken the responsibility. Get this, man. Eliezer has taken the responsibility to get Rebecca back to Isaac. You know what the Holy Spirit's done? He's taken the responsibility to get you and me back to Jesus Amen. until he comes. Now, this is good stuff, man. This is not New Testament. Well, I like the New Testament. I like the Old Testament, too. This thing is good, man. It's, it's everywhere. I mean, I go through this thing, and I see him everywhere, on every page. I can see him. You say, why? Because he said, it's his book. He says, lo, I come written in the volume of a book. This is a volume. This whole thing is a volume. This thing is about Jesus Christ. You know what's wrong with most people? They lost the love for this thing. You lose the love for Jesus Christ, this thing's gonna go right at the door with it. There's not a whole lot of difference for you and me. Guess what? We have never seen. I have never. If you tell me you see Jesus Christ, when you guys, my mom, they see Jesus in the side of a building. I'm like, they did? Yeah, he's this big Jesus. And he's kind of like, and if you look at the right angle, you can see it. I'm like, (laughs) all right. (laughs) I'm sorry, I haven't seen him yet. I haven't seen it. Uh, Rebecca's journey starts. Now, here, I'll tell y'all about the book Pilgrim Progress all the time. Rebecca's journey here starts and doesn't end until she arrives at her new home. I started my journey in 1980 on bipartisan of Louisville, Kentucky, and it don't end till I get home. You know when I get home? When the Lord comes back and gets me. I'm running out of time, so just, just to keep you from on the edge, we'll go back to this next week. Uh, take your Bibles, well, you're there anyways. Go, go down to, we're almost at the very last verse, but I'm going to shut up because Jerry's going to ding the bell on me if I don't. Uh, go, go to verse 62, and we're going to come back to this. And Isaac came from the way of the well Loharoi, whatever it is, uh, for he dwelt in the south country. And Isaac went out to meditate in the field. He's coming to get Rebekah. He's coming. He's not at his house. He's coming from his house in the South Country to get Rebecca. And he's down there, and Rebecca lights off her camel. She didn't smoke one. Remember says That shows you that smoking is okay in the Bible because she lit off a camel. No, she didn't. She got (laughs) off the camel. Uh, He goes to South Country, and Isaac went out to the middle, and behold, the camels were coming. There goes the bell. The camels, the camels, she's on her camel. She gets off. She covers her face. She gets down uh, below Isaac. Uh, That's her Lord right there. She knows. She said, who is that? That's the Lord. She's looking up. She's looking up and seizing. So she's coming up. He must be up on like a hillside somewhere. She's looking up at it. Uh, The the Holy Spirit there, oh man, it goes on. I'm going to have to stop right there. You're getting ready to see a picture of the rapture. You're seeing the Holy Spirit in your life. Rebecca's a picture of the church. Holy Spirit is getting her on a camel train through all the... The, the thieves and the robbers and all the other stuff out there that could on the way, the bandits and everything else. Rebecca has got to go through all that stuff. And the Holy Spirit, Eliezer, the servant, is going to get her back to Jesus Christ. Uh, it gets up here to the point where he, he actually starts talking and, the, and he comes in. And then the, the servant starts telling Isaac all the stuff he's done. I'm, I'm going to get in that next week because I need a whole hour for that one. Father, thank you for your many blessings today. And thank you for the word of God. Uh, Lord, what a blessing this book is from Genesis to Revelation. Lord, it's all about you. You, know, you do come in a volume of a book, and you're here. And Lord, what a volume this is. Uh, Lord, uh, the only way we can even see most of this stuff, uh, there are people out there who say, I don't believe in the rapture. Well, Here it is right here, and it's part of the Bible. It's in every part of the Bible. Uh, Lord, if somebody wants to see it, they'll, all they have to do is open their eyes and listen to you. Uh, Lord, it's not just learning Genesis to Revelation, Lord. It's getting you involved, getting the Holy Spirit. You're guiding and directing us. On this planet until we get back to heaven. And Lord, one day you're going to come back and get us, but until then, the Comforter's uh, guiding and directing our steps. Help us to see that, humble ourselves below uh, what He says, do, and, and just uh, submit ourselves unto Him. And Father, we'll praise you and honor you in Jesus' precious holy name. Amen.